0: Welcome to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'm your host, Robert. Tonight, we have a great show. We have another special guest, and as usual, we're going to be playing some great music. So strap in, and let's get it on. Chicago. It's just about time to introduce our special guest for the evening. Now, let me tell you a little bit about this guy. He's been involved in a custom car biz since 1958. He started his shop in Waukegan, Illinois. And then he moved to the San Fernando Valley in 1964, and the next day walked into George Barris' shop and got a job. So, hang on a second. got something really cool for you. Okay, without further ado i 'd like to introduce our special guest for the evening from Waukegan, Illinois and California mr dan Dembski. dan Hi. how you doing how you doing Robert It's good to be on your show Thanks well, for having me thank you for coming. you know, I was just looking at some of this stuff here, and uh, you know we 're not going to get through this in one show. this is going to be a multi show uh, ordeal <laughs> here today. but why don 't you tell our guests why I played the intro to the Batman song
1: well it's kind of it 's easy actually because uh I was working at George Barris's shop, and we were working on the Batmobile. And I went over to George, and I said, George, I said, what about a Batcycle? And he said, no, they don't want one. So uh, I quit, and I went at, back to my house and went to work on the Batcycle. And um, a little while later, after I got it done, my friend uh, and partner, Corky Dick Corkus and I built the Batcycle together in my backyard garage, a car-and-a-half garage. And uh, we took it to the studio, but that wasn't an easy task either. We took it to the studio and, uh, and showed them, and they had a motorcycle already, but it was just a stock Harley with a windshield that was cut with scallops in it. And when they took one look at the bat cycle that we had, it, they said, okay, we want the bike. So we got a 13-week contract. It
0: made an impression on them, didn't it? Oh, they loved it, yeah. All they, right, tell our they, listeners what kind of cycle it was, because a lot of people really don't know what bike was. I remember, because I saw the little label on the uh, timing cover out there, but you tell us. It was a, it was a 250
1: Yamaha, uh, 66 Yamaha, brand new, and uh, Yamaha provided all the parts and everything we needed for the motorcycle and the sidecar. And by the way, the, the sidecar, we didn't have any idea about the sidecar until the day we were going in for the first presentation of a drawing that was done by Tom Daniels. And uh, as we were going into the studio gate, I said to Corky, I said, and the sidecar comes off by itself. He said, okay, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> so we went ahead and, and went in the in the uh, office of Charlie Fitzsimons. And by the way, Charlie is Maureen O'Hara's brother. Yeah, oh, her the, name is actually Maureen Fitzsimons. The actress? Yes. Okay. And uh, nonetheless, uh, Charlie and I became good friends all through the Batman series and after... And uh I haven't talked to Charlie in a few years, but uh hopefully he's still around with us. He he was not doing that good the last time I saw him. He had uh, uh hepatitis two oh, from I a did. blood transfusion. Yeah, but nonetheless, back to the bat cycle.
0: All right, now did you do the now they had they
1: had uh the Batgirl had a cycle. Batgirl had a cycle, we did that one also and it was uh it was taken to the studio and they accepted that one just as well. Was that also a Yamaha too? That was also Yamaha. Okay. And uh we built both of those, and we built more than one bat cycle. Uh, we built actually two, but I have one in California that's dismantled right now,
0: and uh, one day I might put it back together. Okay, so we had Adam West, he was Batman. We had Burt Ward, and of course we had Yvonne Craig, she was the uh, Bat Batgirl, Bat right? Girl, right? All right, cool. So what? So how long were you at Barris's? I was at Barris's from uh, '64 to '66. So and what are the cool little? Well, tell us about some of the movie cars that you worked on. Well,
1: we worked on. There so quite a few cars. We worked on the Green Hornet. We worked on, the, of course, the Batmobile, the ZZR, uh, the Surf Woody. And these were designed by Tom Daniels. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, of course, one of my favorites. Which? The Munsters. The monsters, The Munsters. The, monsters. the, 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 the <laughs> musters, yeah. And, Dracula. <laughs> the, 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 monsters and Dragula. Munsters and Dracula, right. Grandpa's, grandpa's coffin. You know, we went to get the coffin, and we went to a funeral... Uh, Coffin sales. Oh, yeah. they, they, they said, what do you want to do with a the coffin? They said, we want to build a car out of it. So it was a real coffin. It was a real coffin, yeah. Oh, no they kidding. wouldn't sell us one. They would? No, they wouldn't sell it. We had to go to another coffin company, and they had one that had fallen off a truck, and it was damaged on the corner. Scratched so they sold, it they
2: sold it to us. So
1: they sold it to us, and we converted it, stretched it out to nine feet, uh-huh. and, and put the Ford motor in it, and made the Dragula out of it. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then tell us about the MonsterMobile. The how many, how many, many cars is that? Monster Coach was uh, was uh, of a car that was built from three Model T Roadsters put together. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now, I just can't remember the guy's name that started out building it. But Barris bought that project from this the guy that started it. And I, I forgive me, I can't remember his name. But uh, uh, we finished it up and made it into the Batmobile. Put the laboratory in the center, and Herman's. Driver place was there, and then we had the back section for whatever, uh-huh. for whomever. And then one of my friends back then, Lance Reventlow, uh, when he got married, he used the Munster
0: coach in his wedding. Used the monster coach in his way. Lance yeah. Reventlow. He was a race car driver, yeah, right? He married Jill
3: Saint John at the time.
0: It, yeah, I think yeah. he did. Yes, he did. Yeah. She we was got, in an
3: old car magazine referred to as Mrs. Reventlow too.
0: <laughs> we have our uh, local historian. We got Al sitting in with us again. So just in case we're uh, you know he's doing a history check for us there. Um, but at any rate, okay. And then uh, tell us a little bit about the mon- the uh, the original Batmobile. How the that original came to fruition. Batmobile?
1: I'll tell you what. When I got to uh, California in '64 in, in uh, August of '64. Uh, I got to Barris' shop, of course I had a truck with my complete shop in it, and uh, I had just left Waukegan, Illinois, where I worked, worked with a dear friend of mine, uh, Fred Mayberry, and uh, he helped me a lot while we had to shop in Waukegan. But one day I came in, and I said, I'm moving to California, you guys want to go? And he said, no, we're not going to California. I said, okay, see you later, you can have the shop. So so I left and left the shop with him, I said, just pay the rent, and you'll be fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, that's the reason I played the Blues Brothers song, because Waukegan is what? It was only about 30, 40 so, yeah. miles from yeah, Chicago. 35 so that's miles. Chicago, yeah. yeah. That's cool. And, uh, okay, so then the Batmobile... So
1: it oh, started the Batmobile at, was, yeah. was sitting uh, in front of George's shop in an empty lot on the corner of uh, Riverside Drive and, uh, and Lancashire Boulevard and was sitting there in an open field for 13 years. 13 years? And it never had a scratch, a dent any graffiti, no stolen parts, nothing. Bubble tops were in perfect condition. Nothing was wrong with it. And it was built originally by the Ford Motor Company in 1954, and it was the uh, concept car for the 1957 Lincoln Futura. And it's been used in a lot of movies. with Marilyn Monroe and Jerry Lewis and uh, a bunch of other stars. Mm -hmm. But uh, then then George came up with the um, Batmobile concept, and of course they accepted that, which was a good Deal for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we did the Batmobile, the original one, and it had no pedals in it. The floor was flat, and if you wanted to uh, stop, you would just push the floor, and if you wanted to go, you would just push the floor where the, where the gas pedal was. But it was all automatic. Did it work off solenoids or something? It must have been electric solenoids. I never Marcus, got that what far they into it. Back then? I was uh, doing body work.
3: Switches? Who knows? Hydraulic like boost, like a Citron, maybe? <laughs> I got <that> little <laughs>
1: like a little
4: button sutron.
3: rubber thing sticking out for the brake pedal. Yeah, I was doing least, body work. You know?
1: I quit doing mechanic yeah. work. I didn't like grease that much. <laughs> so how many Batmobiles did they make? They made uh... Oh, there's, there's so many Batmobiles around now, you can't even believe it. George only made, um, he might have made another copy, but then I know there's probably... 30, 40, 50 copies around the country because
0: everybody built one. So there was like three original ones? Is that what it was, something I, like that? No, there was only one original. Oh, there was one original. Only one, one original. Okay. So uh, at any rate, all right, so now you, you did, so, tell us about some of the other guys that you worked with. You worked with George Barris, and then who else? You worked with Gene Jeff, Dean Jeffries. You Dean, told me about Je- him.
1: Dean Jeffries and
0: uh, 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 Gene Winfield, uh, Bill
1: Cushenberry. Cushenberry was a dear friend of mine. I was so sorry that he had to leave, but uh, he taught me a lot. And uh, well, of course, I built cars for everybody in Hollywood. Dick Clark, um, we worked on
0: Sinatra's car at Barris and Dean Martin's and Sammy Davis, and and. Uh, so at George Barris's place, it was basically kind of like a big hangout. So anybody that was who's who back in the that, day was, was wandering that, there. Uh,
1: and Elvis brought all his cars there. Elvis, yeah,
0: we, did, <laughs> we did. We did Elvis's, <laughs> Elvis's
1: first limousine. And uh, inside the limousine, was uh, his gold records were up on the headliner. Uh-huh. Was that the
3: 59 Caddy? Uh, I think it was a 62. 62, 62.
1: okay. And uh, pearl white, and all gold and pearl white. And then in the inside was gold and pearl white also. But, uh, and then we did his bus. The bus that the he drove. The flexible VL100, right? I don't remember what it was, yeah. but it was a lot of work. Yeah. And uh, I remember we, we uh, had all the guys in the shop had to take a roll of quarter-inch thick lead from the front of the bus to the back of the bus, which took us almost a week to get it there. And then when we got it into the back section of the bus where Elvis's bedroom was going to be, we had to pound it into the shape of the room so that he couldn't hear the motor
0: because he's right on top of the motor. So he wanted the, car, the bus insulated, so you we had have, to take lead. With lead, yeah. With lead. <laughs> yeah. But the back make, end of that thing went down.
3: Well, let's make that 671 two stroke Detroit diesel work even more now. Let's make yeah. like the bus even slower. Yeah, it
1: probably lowered it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. 35 yeah. foot bus. Yeah. And, um, and the. There's
3: many Scenic Cruisers. The
1: seats right behind the driver and passenger place. Mm-hmm. It had another windshield, like a Scenic Cruiser. Yeah. But very small. And the seats would go mm-hmm. up so that you could look out the second windshield.
0: Yeah. They went up hydraulically? Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. The other wow. windshields, the upper windshields
3: are probably have like about a eight inches of vertical right, height. Right. Yeah. We, we yeah, did the same small. thing
1: with, with uh, uh, Eldorados that we built for, uh, for uh, John Wayne because he wanted to wear his uh, 10-gallon hat in the car. Yeah. So, so we put uh, Volkswagen Vista Cruz I mean, not Volkswagen, Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser roofs on the Eldorado.
3: They did that with a 69
0: Pontiac wagon for him, too, at Barris. Oh, I don't exactly. know if you were there yeah. then or not. Yeah, I car, wasn't there for that, one. that Yeah, that's the car that's in the, um, in the. there's a book out called Cars and Stars. And you know what? I forgot to bring it. I was going to bring oh. it so I could point out some stuff and you could highlight. Hey, Lee, what do we got queued up here?
4: Well, we've got um, the song Choo Choo Roo. Yeah, the, let's uh, hear that, baby. CD you gave me. Okay. And then. Uh, uh, who's the artist on that?
0: Uh, damn. Do you have, have any idea who, who could have done this song? Is I that wrote, you, Dan? I wrote it and did it, yeah. All right. Yeah, well, all our right. guest is not only is he a car guy and a uh, an expert car customizer, but he's also a musician. Well, now you're going to turn me into Dr. Dan. Dr. Dan. Okay. <laughs> we have Dr. Dan, the musician, with us. All right. Let's fire Dr. that baby Dan, up. Dr. Dan, the
4: blues man. And after that, can you explain to me how you put a Vista Cruiser roof on an Eldorado? I'm totally baffled. But, all right. <laughs> all right. Okay. Here's Choo Choo Roo.
2: Choo-choo-choo-roo Baby, what did you do? Choo-choo-choo-choo-roo choo, Baby, what did you do? You wanted it, you got it, you gave it away Honey, you was a fool Choo-choo-choo-choo-roo choo, Baby, what did you do? Well, you said I was lazy Baby, look at me now You must have been crazy And now I'm taking about. Kick me aside just like an old pair of shoes, and now I'm taking a ride. I'm gonna dust. You kicked me aside, just like an old pair of shoes. Now I'm taking a ride. I'm gonna dust my blues. Wanted me, you had me, you gave me away, honey.
0: Hey, uh, Dr. Dan, why don't you tell us where the song was recorded? I mean, you know. It was
1: I, recorded down in New Orleans. I went down there in 95 uh, and uh, was heavily involved with some recording people. And so we got together in New Orleans and did this and uh, just walked in and did it. I think we did it in two takes. But uh, everything worked out pretty good. And then we did two songs. Cost me a lot of money, but. But
0: you've been a musician for quite a while, right? A long time,
1: yeah. Long way, time. way back up. My dad was a musician and. And so I just sort of fell into the, you know, playing things. Okay. Like, well, you know
0: what? You're going to have to—I heard some stories about you at the Whiskey A Go-Go and Pandora's Box, so you're going to have to tell us about that a little bit later, okay? <laughs> Maybe. I'm not sure if that's on-air talk or off-air talk. <laughs> but anyway, all right, let's get back to some of your, uh, your uh, creations for the movie industry. You did uh, King Kong, right? Uh,
1: yeah, I worked uh, at a company called Sequoia uh, in 89, and we got an order to do King Kong, which we built two King Kongs which are the ones that were at uh, Disney World up here in in Orlando at uh, Universal. And uh, the one King Kong was called the Bridge Kong. And when you got on the ride, it was a a bus that held 52 people. And uh, you would go around to to the river, and you'd see King Kong hanging on the side of a bridge, swatting at a helicopter. And all of a sudden, he would hit the helicopter and knock it down, and you'd see it blow up, you know, out of camera, out of eyesight you see the smoke plume. And uh, then you would escape from that, and you would go through a place that looked like New York City. But all the uh, telephone poles were knocked down, and buildings crushed, and cars turned over, and all that. And then you would be in the middle of the street, and King Kong is standing there 47 and a half feet tall. <laughs> and he reaches down and picks the bus up and brings it up above his head and shakes the bus. And, <laughs> and you're looking right down his throat, and you smell banana breath. And, uh, and, 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 then, and then he throws you down, and you free fall for three stories. And then you stop, and, of course, then the ride's over, and it all resets, and it comes back and does it again. But uh, uh, the, the bus was never touched by, by the King Kong figure. It just looked like it was. And uh, you were on a – the bus was on a bridge crane, so it had big cables and everything, shaking the bus as King Kong was shaking it. It was quite a ride. Neat, It was something like a $22 million project or something like that. How about the Indiana Jones ride? You did something with that, too? Indiana Jones, I did that. uh, uh, I was working at uh, Disney at the time, and uh, I had to do with uh, building the prototype ride vehicle. Uh Uh-huh. it was that was another ten or fifteen million dollar job, but it was uh, the car was built. The prototype was built on a uh, simulator, six axis simulator.
0: So when you worked for Disney, you basically worked in what? their are am- imagering or Im- imagineering. 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 I don't know why I can't yeah, say yeah, that? I'm, but I'm
1: y- an ex <laughs> So, we, I was in charge of doing
0: prototypes. You know, prototypes and, yeah. Okay, well, so I mentioned that was a lot of fun. Because it was. It was re- really a lot of fun. Okay, so on the, and then also what, earthquake or what was the one with the truck? Oh, the
1: earthquake with the truck. I, yeah, I personally did that truck. <laughs> uh, and it, it's the one that, when the earthquake happens, all the water derricks and oil derricks and everything fall down and then the, the truck slides down and almost hits the people that are passing by
0: you know gotcha yeah. so you know i this one question i have to ask everybody you know when they come on the air and that is what got you hooked in the cars what was the first car you ever worked on what was the thing if you think back in your archive search now i've been over to your shop so i know you have archives and yeah. i've been in your little <laughs> your little museum i have to come over there and rummage around in there one time yeah. but so the first car because everybody has like a story about you know the something that's got them. man i'm hooked i got to do this so what was yours well
1: uh, I was always interested in mechanical things. In fact, when I was small, my mother would put me alongside a sewing machine. And I would be watching the wheels and everything. So I guess that's where where it started. But then I worked on my bicycles all the time. I always had hot rod bicycles, you know, as best Uh I could. When we didn't even have any wrenches, you know, (laughs) pliers. So, yeah, pliers and and maybe one half inch (laughs) wrench that was 100 years old, you know. And a wore out screwdriver. And a wore out screwdriver. And your fingers uh, and your knuckles always had bloody ends on them. And uh, anyway, so I went out to the junkyard with a friend of mine one day, and here was a 47 Mercury convertible. And I, wow, asked him, nice I, asked, I asked him how much he wanted for it, and he says, Well, I have to get 50 bucks. And uh, I called my mother and I said, Ma, I got to have this car. And so she came to the junkyard with 50 bucks, and we drove the car back home. Drove it out of the <laughs> junkyard. Oh, yeah. Wow. It was fine. There was nothing wrong. With it. it had a smashed right front fender. Wow. But uh, that was in, uh, let's see, that must have been in '55.
0: Uh huh. That
1: was fifty five. All right. Didn't you
0: get a car from one of your relatives or something like I that? I got a.
1: I got a. <laughs> I got a forty six Dodge from my aunt Kathman, and uh, she gave me the car. And my mother and I reupholstered the, the inside. And after a while, uh, I was driving around, of course, with all the guys and girls in the car. And uh, I threw a cigarette out the window, and I didn't know where it went, but I found out later. And let uh, me guess, five, inside the car, right? Five o'clock the next morning, there's <laughs> a knock on the door, and a guy said, "Hey, there's somebody's car burning in the backyard." Like yeah. John Candy. I, I went out there, and it looked like a big tomato. It was bright red.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, big uh,
1: tomato. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so the fire department came, put it out, and then uh, it, I made it run again. And I put it in a demolition race, and I don't. It lost the demolition race. <laughs> it, was a, it was a sad, sad uh, ending for a real nice car.
0: That's too bad. That's too yeah. bad. So, what are some of the other cars that you did back in the day? Like, what's most? Which cars stick out in your mind? Well, you, you know, uh, you, that you brought that,
1: that meant a lot to you. Well, the, my best car that I that I really enjoyed building the most was a '61 a Lincoln four door convertible, which I did for a. Uh, fellow up in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, and his name was Ray Feldman. And uh, so he, he was uh, in an airplane one day and reading a magazine, which happened to have an article about me in it. So he called me up and he said, I want you to build a car for me. And I said, OK. So he flew me up to Cleveland, gave me the car, gave me the title to the car, $10,000, and said, call me when it's done. And I left Back to California, and two and a half years later, I called him up and I said, Ray, your car's ready. <laughs>
0: and, oh, uh, by the way, two and a half years later. Yeah, well, no, but that it, it was, took that long. It took that long to do it, yeah. So, this was like a complete disassemble, reassemble.
1: I was, no, it wasn't that. It was disassemble, change, and reassemble. There, okay. was, there were like a hundred and some odd
0: changes to it. So, in other words, he would come look at something he and. Would then he would never look at it. Oh, he never looked never at it? Never looked at also, it. Oh, so in other words, you weren't happy with it, so you changed stuff. No, no, no. I just nope. did whatever I felt was right and uh,
1: I, I had artistic uh uh freedom i got gotcha. you yeah. okay so
0: uh, it was a really nice car i'm sure it's still around somewhere Probably up in Cleveland. So you mentioned that he saw one of your articles. Now, for our, our listeners out there, you used to write, because I know when I was a kid, I used to read car model science, because when you're a kid, the only thing right. you do is build models. But, you know, you work your way up. When you get a driver's license, you work your way up to, what, Car Craft yeah. and Hot Rodding yeah, and, and some drive. of those other magazines. So tell us about some of the articles and the magazines that you had your articles published in.
1: Well, uh, I started out writing for... Uh, uh, motorcyclist magazine, and that 's what helped me get the motorcycle for the bad cycle oh I went to the okay. uh, I went to the Yamaha uh, uh, shop you know the factory in, mm-hmm. in Anaheim, and I uh, was there with a friend of mine who was a racer for Yamaha at the time and uh, while he was there getting his parts i said well where 's the advertising department so uh, they directed me to the advertising department and I was dressed in shop clothes and I walked in there and told him my. Had an idea to build this bat cycle, And they liked it a lot, but they said, we don't know who you are. I said, well, do you know the guys at Motorcyclist Magazine? They said, yeah. I said, call them up. They know who I am. So he called them up. He says, yeah, we know Dan. He just wrote wrote an article for us. And they said, okay, we'll give you the motorcycles. What color would you like? (laughs) (laughs) I almost fell over. So they gave you two cycles. (laughs) Two cycles to start with and all the parts to build everything. Wow! Yeah, and you said
0: the bikes were black, right? They were black, so that was easy. Yeah, that
1: was easy. Yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't want red one. Want
0: red one? Now you uh, used to do some custom bike painting and oh, spin a track. Lot, of,
1: lot of custom bike uh, painting and car painting. I, I won a lot of paint uh, shows. You know, a lot of best paint and best mm-hmm. best appearing cars. We did uh, a couple of cars for Tommy Ivo. Tommy Ivo, yeah, okay. TV, TV Tommy Ivo. Yeah, yep. yep. well, he lived right around the block from me in Burbank there. Okay. And so he had a 63 Riviera and uh, his Dragster, which we painted both of them uh, uh, gold metal flake uh, with uh, candy red over the top. And he won every best-appearing rig in area, anywhere he went. Was that the multi-engine one he had? No, no, that wasn't the—that was called the uh, Snake Pit snake pit. The one with the six Alan, engines. do you remember that?
3: Tommy,
1: I, uh, Tommy Ivo had a couple multi-engine yeah, cars. Yeah. I can't remember. I remember
3: that, but it's pretty vague there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and,
1: and, and uh, Bill, Cushenberry, ben, Bill yeah. Cushenberry did a lot of work on that snake pit. On the snake pit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the name of the car that, uh, that, yeah. that went yeah. around in the show circuit there for a mm-hmm. while? Wait, well, It might still be around somewhere.
3: Didn't he actually have a four-engine when he raced, right? What's that? He had a four-engine dragster he actually raced, didn't he? I think he had yeah, several. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't, yeah, that's I, what I was I, thinking of. I never went of.
1: to any drag yeah. races with him, but... Um. Yeah, it was all, a lot of cars that we did, custom motorcycles for a lot of different people. Tell
0: us about, um, uh, let's see, like some of the other cars that would have come into um, George Barris's shop. So, I mean, like, for example, what the Sonny and Cher car was done there, right?
1: Sonny and Cher's cars were done at uh, at Barris' shop, and my friend uh, uh, Michael Black uh, did those cars. Uh-huh. And uh, he did those while we were doing some. I think we were doing a... Uh, Corky and I were doing a... Uh, a Buick concept car for for General Motors, which was called a Buick Mystique. It was a '65 Buick Wildcat. Yeah, you showed oh, me pictures chop, of that. that. Was a yeah, really, really nice good car. looking car. Very yeah. nice. Yeah.
0: Okay. Then. Oh yeah. Wait a minute. Now you were in a, you you did a lot of pinstriping too, right? Yep. Yeah. Now you also kind of hinted around that you do this guy by the name. What was it? Eyeing flyball dude. Uh, yeah. Oh, Von Dutch. Von Dutch. Von Dutch. Tell Von us Dutch. a Von Dutch. A clean Von Dutch <laughs> he's story. He's a real
3: guy, not a not a name on a shirt. <laughs> yeah, he's a real guy, right? Exactly. Exactly. Well,
1: we, we just call him Dutch. Okay. But uh, yeah, I do know a, a kind of funny story about Dutch. But uh, <laughs> uh, he was working at a Triumph shop in uh, in uh, oh Sherman Oaks somewhere, I guess, and on Ventura Boulevard. And a guy came in and he wanted his car pinstriped. So the guy that owned the Triumph shop. Decided to play a little joke on him, so he walked over to the grease pit. At that point in time, they had grease pits, uh-huh. and it was covered with wood. So he went over and he stomped on the on the wood of the of the pit. And he hollered out, Dutch, are you home? <laughs> and and he, told, he told the guy he was gone, but he'd be back in an hour or so. Yeah. So Dutch came back, and he told him what he did. So the Dutch went down in the grease pit. So then when the kid came back, he went over and stomped on the thing. He said, I'll be right up. I'm taking a shower. <laughs> so he, he came out of the grease pit, and he had a pair of Levi's with one short leg and one long leg. Okay. <laughs> and uh, it was typical Dutch. And uh, so the guy said, "I want my pinstriping like this, and over here like this, and over here like this." And uh, Dutch said, "Okay, come back in a few hours." So Dutch went proceeded to paint the entire car, which looked like a, a vines with flowers on them. But, uh-huh. but each one of the flowers were people in compromising positions. <laughs> <laughs> And he said, here, here's his drug. Didn't charge him anything.
0: <laughs> now, just so you know who I am. Yeah. Hey, Lee, what do you got queued up for us next?
4: This is another song by uh, Dan Dempsey. Wow,
0: Dr. Oh. Dan, you got two songs here tonight. Got, two got song tonight. B All right. on
3: the
4: 45. Yeah. And, and, uh, two
0: is this is the flip them. side.
4: Yeah. This one's called The Verdict. And uh, I just want you to know, I, I really got uh, into this uh, incredible... It's practically a book. It's called Inside the LC. You know, you got you got your OC. This is the LC, the strange but mostly true story of Laurel Canyon and the birth of the hippie generation. And then Robert said they used to hang around on the Sunset Strip.
1: Oh, all the time. And uh,
4: so I, I can't wait for you to uh, talk about that. But anyway, uh, this song is called "The Verdict." It's by Dan Dempsey.
2: I'm down on one knee The verdict is in And my heart says you win I stand here convicted
0: We're back on the air So Dan tell us about the well tell us about that song real quick. What was this dealing app? The verdict? The verdict, yeah. What's it about? <laughs> well, uh... That's kind of it was a dip. tribute song, right?
1: No, no, no. Well, I it's I call it my Fats my Domino tribute song because it's got that Fats Domino beat to it. And okay. It, and it was done in New Orleans, so it, it sounds like Fats gotcha. Domino. Okay. And, I, and I'm sure that if I'd have wrote it any time sooner and he got it, he might have recorded it. Have, I might have got lucky.
0: Yeah, I might be on your show then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, you did uh, some unusual stuff, and uh, you were telling us during the break there for a second about this uh, steam car you built. What was it, 1896? 18,
1: 1896 steam car, and we built it according to the uh, blueprints of the 1896 Stanley Steamer. Uh-huh. It had an original engine in it. And, uh, Where'd you find that? Well, no, they, we built it at, at Cornelius Dutcher's. Oh, so it was a scratch-built motor? Yeah, no, 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 no. The motor, he came up with it somewhere. Oh, he came up I, with yeah. it. Yeah, okay. Well, anyway, he because he was a steam aficionado, oh. and uh, so he wanted this car, and so we built the car for him, and then I took it up to my shop and finished it all and built all the body and parts and tiller steering and the whole deal, but so you had a set of blueprints from the original yeah, car—that's and it's yeah. a copy—and it would it would go thirty-five miles an hour. Thirty. No, and again. you used the parades
0: and things like that. Interesting, but Interesting. it was really a cool little car. And uh, you built something else for the same gentleman, didn't you? What was it that? It was, was, was a little later,
1: but it was a uh,
0: uh, a
1: bus type of thing that we used, and well, we called it a taxicab, but it won the national taxicab convention in Miami, and it hauled seven wheelchairs, which were all secured. Inside, with clamps, et cetera. And it had uh, ramps from one side to the other, and, it, and they were at a 12-degree angle, so these people in wheelchairs could get up and get out of the bus and in and out. But it was a real nice...
0: And it secured the wheelchairs initially. So when you, slide when you put the wheelchair where it went, it clamped it shut.
1: Well oh, that's neat. It locked it in.
0: Huh. And um, let's see. Let's talk about... Uh, what is that? Oh, yeah. Let's see. Since you're an early guy, and I know you wanted to get into that a little bit. We talked about that, about some of the early techniques. Like when you, I was talk, you mentioned earlier about, you know, when you wrote those magazines and those articles. And some of those articles, what kind of stuff did you write about? I mean, was it like, because uh, when you were still doing body work back in the early days, it was lead, correct? Oh, well, yeah, we started out doing lead. We, we used did, to throw the Bondo guy out, <laughs> get out of the shop. Yeah. And you were and telling
1: me some of the early Bondos are, oh, are it plastics was, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the early plastics, they started out being ceramic. Ceramic and yeah, and then oh, it was hard as a rock, hard as marble, and you just had to grind and grind and grind until you got it smooth. But nonetheless, they they got into the plastic, and the first plastics were uh, black magic, and it was toxic. So I don't know why I'm still here, but uh, <laughs> then it got better and better and better into the plastic uh, fillers that we have now, which are great. I mean, you you don't do metal work like you used to, so everything is a little more lax, and you but it's acceptable. Up until the time when it's finished, it has to look right, mm-hmm. and so we still keep it looking right, even though we have to use some plastic.
0: So when you and then when you left Bearers, that's when you went and reopened your own shop, oh, right? And that right, was right. Custom-, custom, yeah, custom That was in Burbank.
1: Okay, what kind of stuff did you do there? Oh, we did everything. We restored cars. We did custom custom cars, motorcycles. I did a I did a um, uh, one of the first motorhomes, I would guess. But uh, a guy by the name of Candy Candido came in, and he was the uh, Goodwill ambassador for Walt Disney. And he drove into my shop one day with a Chevy van and an Airstream trailer. And uh, he said, uh, can you take this Chevy van and stick it in this Airstream trailer? I said, yeah, I can do that. So he left it there, and I... Stuck the van in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not literally, of course. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, right in. I, I, I cut the van out and stuck it in the trailer and put the frame underneath the trailer. And, and it 17 and a 17 foot long drive shaft to, with a joint in the middle. Uh-huh. And uh, I had to widen the rear end, uh, the stock Chevy rear end. I widened it out and put had special axles made. Mm-hmm. And uh, he came back a year or so later, and he says I put over 110,000 miles on this thing. I haven't had a bit of trouble with it yet. Wow. So it worked out good. But Candy Candido did a lot of movie work with uh, Walt Disney. He worked a lot with Gentle Ben, the big bear. Oh, really? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, and he, I think he did a movie called uh, The Old Man and the Sea. Old Man and the Sea. I, I think th- so. I've heard of that one you before. You've yeah. heard of that one? Yeah,
0: that's uh, uh, okay. And then uh, you said uh, Roy Disney came in. and Roy
1: Disney? Well, he didn't come in. It so happened that the, uh, Disney Studios was a half a block from my shop. Oh, okay. Well, that's convenient. So, so uh, here the uh, the boys in the in the motor pool crashed Roy's Ferrari. uh Oh, so they brought it, <laughs> they brought it to me and they said we got to fix it right away. I said, well, I would imagine it. Yeah. And so uh, I repaired it and I went to paint the fender that was crashed and it wouldn't match. It was silver Ferrari silver and it would, I couldn't get it to match. So I painted the door and it couldn't get it to match. So I just painted the whole car. And delivered it back to him. He said, "Oh, it's great." <laughs>
0: <laughs> they never, never watched. I didn't
1: even charge him to paint it. I, you know, I just wanted it to look good. What's so, up? Win, lose, or draw. When it, I, I I was I loved every minute i uh, had building cars up until today. I, in fact, I was building today, and uh, yes. which which made it a rough day, as you know. Oh yeah. Uh, and so, uh, uh, but if, if I was losing money, I was still having fun.
0: Yeah, because you're passionate about that it. You're doing it. something you that really, you really, really, really like. Which yeah. kind—that's of, kind of a segue into, uh, um, um, you know, everybody out there. You know, find your passion, do what you really want to do. You know, because you'll be good at it. It's not always about the money. It's about doing something that you're comfortable with and you're good at and you want to do. You if know? you like doing it and you work hard at it, you will succeed. Absolutely. You know. Um, let's see, there was uh, some other cars that you mentioned here. Let's Tell me about the, uh, let's see, oh, yeah, you did the uh, Piranha Corvettes. You were involved the in The Piranha that.
1: Corvettes, yeah, we did that. Uh, Corky had a shop in uh, North Hollywood, and uh, I had closed the Customotive, but uh, Corky and I got together, and we decided to build these Piranha Corvettes, which were really nice cars. And Corky also built the one uh, that was on the Corvette Summer with Mark Hamill. Oh, yeah. Remember that movie that came out like in the early 80s? Yeah,
3: I remember that. Corvette Summer. And whoever she was. They had to put
1: the the, uh, steering on the right-hand side so he could go down Van Nuys Boulevard and talk to the girls. (laughs)
2: Huh.
1: Okay. And then didn't you say you had something to do with the Beatles Rolls Royce? No, I I didn't have anything to do with that. But one of my my employees, uh, Stu, who's since passed away, he... uh, he painted that car. He painted he that painted car. It, He painted it psychedelic
3: Rolls-Royce. Is it specifically like a John Lennon car, though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, I guess it's still around or on tour oh, somewhere. Oh, yeah, it's,
3: it still exists, yeah.
1: I, I, I believe that most of the cars that I've done are still available somewhere, and uh, I'll probably run into them now and then, so, you know, because I keep running into more and more people as they figure out
0: where I am. And, and and speaking of some you know, some other people with uh, really cool car collections and stuff like that, I would imagine that back in the day, you know, like when you worked at Barris, everybody walked in. I mean you had what, Clint Eastwood walked in there, you tell me about East, Steve McQueen walked in there. Everybody. And everybody. uh what did you do on Steve McQueen's car? Uh
1: we did a I did a car at my shop at Custom Motive. I did a car for uh Steve McQueen. It was a. it was a plug. He was going to build a um, sort of a similar looking uh, to a Corvette, but it was going to be a dune buggy. Mm-hmm. And he had a place called Solar Plastics. And um, so he brought us this basic idea, and we. Made this plug for him, and then we delivered it back to him. And soon
0: after that, he died. So I don't know what happened to the car. Oh, really? That's a shame. Yeah, because yeah, he had a huge collection of cars. Now, didn't it you tell did. me he had a, which? Which actor came in and had a Cobra? Of course, I always have to bring up Cobras because I'm a big fan. No, show the, the Cobra. Cobra the Cobra was Lance Reventno That was Lance Reventno Yeah, that was oh, Lance oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was the other thing. You were telling me about, let's see, which movie was it that you did the Corvette for? It was used in the movie Spinout.
1: Oh, no, that was Elvis. That was one uh, uh, Corvette that we did. That was Ron Skaggs' car. Ron Skaggs' car, okay. Yeah, Ron Skaggs, he had a string of uh, uh, drugstores, Skaggs uh-huh. drugstores. I don't know if they're still around. Well,
0: Skaggs, I'm thinking that's Skaggs yeah, Albertsons. Yeah, yeah, Skaggs,
1: well, Skaggs anyway, Albertsons. Ron, okay, Ron, yeah, okay. Ron Skaggs, uh, he brought his car over to us, and we customized this Corvette. And uh, we said we were going on tour with the Bat Cycle and and the Zebra Mustang, you know, the the one I showed you the picture Mm -hmm. of. Yeah. And uh, so we had all these cars on on a tour, which we went to the East Coast and traveled from Boston to Miami and over to uh, Memphis. And uh, it was a really good show. I mean, we went to a lot of places. We sort of followed the uh, state and county fair uh, tour, you know. But it was a lot of fun. I met an interesting guy. i got to tell you about okay. this. I was in Syracuse, New York. And uh, it was raining, and we had Batman's surfboard out in front of the tent. And this guy, a real tall, skinny guy, was standing there looking at it, and he, he had a blanket around him, and his hair was real long, and it had uh, feathers in it. So I went out and started talking to him. Well, to make a long story short, it, his name uh, just so happened to be Chief John Bigtree. And his uh, deal was he did a lot of movies, but he also posed for the uh, penny, for the head on the Indian head penny, and also the Pontiac emblem
0: on the front of the Pontiac car. And he was 106 years old when I met him. Now I know that to be true because I actually went online just to verify that, double check. Yeah, and it was. It was Chief John Bigtree, and he was a Seneca Indian. There okay, because up in that part of the New York, it's right. the Seneca Lake and right. everything like that in that mm-hmm. area. So uh yeah, that's true. And it's and and they showed profiles of him, yep. and he looks just like. I think it was the Indian head... was it an Indian head nickel. Uh, well, there wasn't a penny because you showed me. I showed you too. the penny. Yeah. yeah, and and of course the Pontiac, and then they said from his eyebrows down to the upper part of his lip that. Part of his uh, profile was used for the uh, coin, uh, yeah. and they used three different Indian chiefs for that. Yes, they did. Yeah, yes, that's kind of did. interesting. So, you know, that's kind of trivia we like talking about here every once in a while. I mean, it may not mean it's, even car-related, but, it, but it's yeah, kind of cool.
2: That
0: one I've never <laughs> heard of before. Yeah. Right? Right. Did you t- tell me a story about the Pierce Arrow. Didn't you work on a Pierce Arrow one time, or you found? No, one? I found a Pierce Arrow. Oh, this is what you call a garage find, which
1: which I look for now all the time. I, garage finds, barn finds, you know, depending on what cars mm-hmm. you have run across. I have a couple in mind right now, which I'll tell you about. Okay, but the Pierce Arrow, off air, of course. The, the, so we're going to keep the, the them the Pierce, confidential. The, yeah, <laughs> the, the Pierce Arrow, <laughs> the Pierce Arrow. I found a few blocks from my shop. I was sanding a car, and a kid came over on a bicycle, and he said, "You like old cars?" And I said, "Yeah." He said, they got a bunch of them for sale up here. Well, the old guy died, and the place was all overgrown, and you couldn't see in the yard. But I walked in the front yard, and, and the whole front yard was full of 37 and 38 Oldsmobiles of every kind. And then the garage had a 36 Ford Coupe in it with the engine laying alongside of it, and his nephew had taken the engine out in 1946 and quit on it. And right next to it was a 1917 Pierce Arrow Roadster with a body made out of copper. It was oh, originally wow. a four-door, but the guy was a salesman, and he wanted to be a little sporty, and he had this uh, uh, custom shop in Pasadena build a body out of copper, and it was complete, sitting on, on blocks. And uh, the guy from Harris didn't want it, so I purchased the, uh, the uh, Pierce Arrow for $1,250 and the fifth, uh, 36 Ford for $50.
0: Just you know, it just it boggles my yeah. mind. I was talking to some people today about that. And, you know, if we knew then what we know yeah. now, I mean, it's I
1: just. just I just found a thirty two Ford four door sedan, beautiful car, maroon and black with this with the shades on the windows and everything. And it belonged to this friend's dad, mm-hmm. and it's been sitting in the garage for thirty five years. It's got sixty thousand miles on it. I'm trying to get it now, wow. and I just. A couple of days ago ran across a 70 Buick convertible that's been in the garage for 25 years.
0: Those are the kind of cars you just want to keep those kind of like original survivor condition, yeah. you know, just yeah. don't want to mess yeah. with them. Just want to clean them up and say, look, here's a real you deal. Sometimes you have to change battery. Yeah, sometimes you just have to put them back stock. Yeah, well, you know, because the cars are only original they're one too, time. They're
1: too pretty. Yeah, yeah, and, and then
0: and the, and the best part of that too is when you find a really clean original car. That's the car that you can use as a template for somebody that's restoring a car. Absolutely. Say, hey, look, I got this car over here. It's dead nuts original. Come over and take a look at it. Right. And uh, you know, this is what you can use as a as a you know to go by. Right. But that, then you, then you get
1: the customer that comes in with a '70 Chevelle, and he wants it to be a supercar. So, one hundred sixty five thousand dollars later. He uh, has a supercar with a thousand horsepower engine in it and a uh, Ferrari red paint job, which probably cost 10000 We painted the bottom of the car and cost us $1,000 for the paint. What color was it? Red, Ferrari red. Oh,
0: well, res, red, high pigment t- paint is yeah, yeah. very, very expensive. Yeah. I got the five minute hand single there. Real quick, I know you're a card carrying sag guy, okay? Right. which is uh, Screen Actors Guild. Is right. that what it is? Right. And uh, the next time, well, we got a second or two. You can talk about that real quick. You did a, a movie with Dick Clark. What was the name of that one, real quick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I gotta, I gotta, I got exploit you. That, a was, that
1: was called The Savage Seven. <laughs> the seven that, seven. that was my introduction into the acting industry. Wow. Oh. yeah, and it was also Penny Marshall's first movie. Penny Marshall. Yeah, everybody knows her.
4: And, well, course, and, you know, at, was at, it was Vernon Sh- Shirley. Yeah. Vernon Shirley. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, Adam Rourke starred in that movie, but uh, it was a, it was a quaint experience for me because I, I got my card. You got your and car. and okay. you can't get a job unless you have a card, and you can't get a card unless you got a job. So figure yeah, it's it out. Catch twenty-two. <laughs>
0: yeah. You want to uh, pitch your uh, well? Where, you you, where I'm
1: uh, where I'm associated right now yeah. is uh, yeah, I, I, we have a real nice shop over in uh, in Clearwater, and it's uh, called Norcon Enterprises, and that's where we do some really nice cars. We do a lot of uh, exotic cars and antique cars and uh, motorcycles and whatever it is that you bring in, we can. Usually do what you want done. And if you have an old car sitting in your garage, I'd be more than happy to come out and look at it. <laughs> just so at least if you're working on it, I can at least show you how to do a few things if you don't know how. But if, yeah. you, wanna, if you want me to come over, I can, uh, I can do that. I have a, a little uh, side service job that I do. Okay, and uh, But it, it pays off sometimes. Want to give him a phone number? Sure, you can call us. You can call Mike, Mike Skid. At uh, 727-420-0206. And the address is 627 Pinella Street, uh, Unit E. Okay. And come on down and bring yourself. We do the best work in town, so I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. Dan, I want to thank you for coming on the show. We've got a few minutes left, so I want to read off uh, some, say some hello to some of the guys that uh, sponsor our show. And uh, I want to say uh, hello to Pete up at Magnolia Valley Golf Club. If you guys are golfers, give Pete a call, 727-847-2342. Um, I want to welcome uh, Dan from Golden Classics. If you're into classic cars, they got 70, 80 classic cars on hand at all times. You can go to the websites, Golden Classics, and they're, their phone number, they're right here in Clearwater, 727-449-1962. And uh, today, I'm sure you could have used these guys. My friends over at Kotaka's Towing. And uh, call Lefty over there, 727 447 1952. Lefty know, would have told Because you, you couldn't get a hold of me, and I was rolling around in my truck, but yeah. I was in Sarasota. And then, Lee, you know what? I'm getting hungry again. I'm thinking about, you know what comes to my mind? Is pizza. You know, so I want to say hello to my friends over at Bros Pizza. They're over, right over here on uh, what's it, Fort Harrison or Clearwater, Yeah, Fort Harrison down by the courthouse. Four four one six zero two five seven seven two seven area code, of course. And uh, buy it by the box, buy it by the slice. Uh, but they'll treat you over there. Go see my friend Fred. And then of course, if you happen to be out on Clearwater Beach and you like a great sunset, you want to sit on the second floor? I want you to go see my buddy Turtles. Now you go on the Clearwater Beach a lot, don't All you? The yeah, go see Turtles at Krabby's Beach Walk Bar and Grill. We were there the other day. Sparkling Clearwater Beach, and their number is 727-210-0988. Now, if you ask for Turtle, he'll throw you a beverage, courtesy of Nostalgic Radio and Cars, but you got to mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars on the air, otherwise you don't get any perks, okay? So make sure when you walk in the door to these guys, you say, Hey, look, I heard your name plastered all over Nostalgic Radio and Cars, the greatest radio show on earth. And... Uh, Say hello to, Ale- I can't even pronounce it. Alexi- You're going to have to do that. <laughs> Alexia
1: Tiliakos. That's my little girlfriend. It's my landlady's daughter, and she's just gorgeous. Is she working Krabby's or Krabby's? No, uh, no, no, Bill? no. She's only nine.
0: Oh, okay. So let's say hello. Okay, well. Hey, sorry about that. But hello to Alexia. Okay, But anyway, hey, if you guys like the show, be sure and tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars next week, Wednesday evenings, 7 p.m. here on the Tantalk Radio Network, a.m. 1340. How much time we got left, Lee? Thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Okay, I want to thank everybody for showing up today. Yogi, we didn't get to say much because you didn't have a mic. Al, thanks for showing up. You know, Dan, thanks for showing up. Lee, our production engineer, thank you. Steve, you're hanging out in the back room. My son Bobby's watching. So thanks everybody for showing up and we'll see you next week. And you will be back. We've got a two part show with you. Maybe three part, maybe four part. Because once I get into your archives, there's no telling what I find. (laughs) It's endless.